Hey fellow bingers, welcome to Head Bingers in Charge. I'm Courtney. I'm Mackenzie, and today we will finally be closing out round one of the binger games. Finally, it is time to break the tie between our drama matchups, Little Fires Everywhere, and Big Little Lies. Who will win? Reese Witherspoon or Reese Witherspoon? That is the question of the hour, Mackenzie. Um, It was a tough one again this week, episode two. Uh, Really brought the heat, but there can only be one winner. There can only be one moving on. I know. I really enjoy both of these shows. Uh, Feels like kind of finale vibes already. Honestly, it does. It feels like uh, this is this is a tough matchup. We shouldn't be having this tough of a matchup this early on in the binger games, but mm-hmm. here we are. We're going to discuss what we thought of episode two. We're also going to have a little recap of the entirety of round one uh, in case anyone just needs a little refresher or if anyone is new listening, welcome to our show. We're playing the binger games here where we put some shows head to head using our scorecards to see um, who's got enough points to move on. And we're about to recap uh, round one after we decide the winner of our drama matchup. So let's do it, Kens. Let's hit that button. Round one. Drama rematch. Little fires everywhere versus big little lies. All right, our first rematch. Our very first rematch, a binger games first. I tried to uh, pay a little more attention this episode because I wanted to, you know, pick out the little details. Mm-hmm. Cause we need to pick a winner. So you want to start with little fires? Let's start with little fires everywhere. I was really excited about this show. I think even though my score ended in a tie last episode, I think my inkling was, I was leaning towards little fires just a little bit, mostly because of that, you know, that big fire scene in the beginning of episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say episode two though, didn't wasn't as I don't know what the word I'm looking for is it just wasn't as you know mm-hmm. didn't bring as much heat yes it didn't bring the heat it did not bring the heat it seemed like episode one brought the heat like they were trying to get us hooked and then episode two is more like okay step back mm-hmm. more storyline still very interested in the show liked it very much i just i'm not sure how it's going to compare here yeah i agree i think uh the the biggest difference between the two shows is going to be like the relationships the character relationships mm-hmm. um because the dynamics are very different absolutely i gotta say what's keeping me with little fires is moody and pearl they're so cute agreed Agreed. I, like I said, still very interested in the show. Mm-hmm. I really want to know what happened and what happened with the fire, but uh, the fire wasn't even mentioned this episode. No, it was not. Where's the hook? See, in the first episode, they they started, like, I guess in the future. I don't know. If, and then they went back to 97. With this episode, they started in the past, like 
mm-hmm. before 97. Yeah, there are definitely some interesting characteristics of the show still. Like, I'm very interested to learn more about um, Carrie Washington's character's past. I'm so sorry. I'm so bad with character names. Mia. (laughs) Mia, thank you. Um, Interested to learn more about Mia's past. I'm interested to learn, you know, more about all the characters and where it's going. But I don't know. I guess I was just, after that first episode, I was hoping for a little more. Yeah, I agree. Um, Something that I said about the first episode that was completely wrong, I just wanted to point out. I said that we didn't really know when, how big of the gap, like the flash forward was between the fire and 97. And I was like, oh, it looked like they were like 10 years older. It's literally six months. I have no idea what I was looking at. (laughs) I was very confused. I think I said that to you. I was like, I don't remember them looking that much older, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. That's okay. It's all right. Uh, we make mistakes here. We correct ourselves. It's all good. Yes. You need a better television. You need to. We need to invest in a flat screen. Put that in the budget. <laughs> um, so shall we head over to the scorecard and see what we thought? Yeah. You want to start uh, visual appeal? Just so everybody knows, for anybody that's listening new, these are out of five. Yes. We're going zero out of five here. Um, for visual appeal, I put a four. I think I did as well. Yeah, I think again it was, you know, above average. Everything looked like it was supposed to, but you know, no big fire scene at the beginning this time or anything like that to bring it to that five level. Right. What about true to genre? I did a five, very dramatic. Okay. Um, I actually gave it a four this episode. Ooh. I think because I was missing like the. I mean, for me, the main uh, plot line here is who started the fire. You know, that's the big question. And the fact that that was not shown at all, that that to me is the big drama pull. Of course, there's like all these little side stories and what's going on with Mia and everything, but I missed the fire a lot and that affected my score. So I gave it a four. I think the drama lies between Mia and Elena absolutely that's the drama for me i mean the fire definitely adds to it but i think Mm -hmm. that there was enough drama there for me to give it a five absolutely their tension and sorry i don't want to jump to character chemistry but their tension you can almost feel it you know Mm -hmm. and i'm like so confused it's like one minute it seems like they're getting along and then the next minute they're not again it's a very interesting dynamic uh, with that, what about likable characters? I kept that a four, same as last time. Nobody really changed for me. There wasn't anybody I liked okay. now that I didn't like or anybody that I didn't like that I did like before. So, Yeah, um, I actually gave likable characters a 4.5 this time. Mm. I feel like we got a little more of each of the characters not enough for the five, but a little bit more. Um, so I gave it a 4.5. Nice. I was the one that went with a, a handful of point fives this week. So Really? I didn't go with any point fives this week. Wow, we switched, we switched roles again. Yep. <laughs> um, what about the acting? 
Acting, I gave a four, and I wanted to talk about this when you just brought it up, but I wanted to wait until acting. Uh, but you said like how they're they have an interesting dynamic where you think they're like going to be friends, and then so like the scene where they were like drinking wine after the book club, and like it mm-hmm. seemed like they were connecting there, and then as soon as Elena brought up the math class or whatever, just the contrast and like Carrie Washington's like. How she, like, oh. shut down. Yeah. You know? She, like, shut down emotionally, and it really came across, absolutely. It was just a, a flip of the switch, so mm-hmm. that was really good. Yeah, I mean, well, Carrie Washington is amazing, and, you know, we know mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon is amazing, so we know the acting is definitely going to bring the heat. Um, I also gave it a four. I thought it was really good. That scene even where um, Elena was, you know, had that little monologue about, their you know their kids and the apples and that you know was an emotional monologue and I felt that it almost got the f- the 4.5 out of me but I went with the four because I feel like they're holding back mm-hmm. you know for some bigger dramatic moments of course there's, so. I feel like there's gonna be some it's gonna happen oh absolutely absolutely I'm ready I don't know if tension's gonna come to a head and it's just gonna be like Phew. yeah I'm like I don't know if they're gonna cat fight or if they're gonna make out i don't even know something's gonna happen though oh my god they're not gonna make out stop (laughs) i know i'm just kidding kids um but you know what i mean like the tension is just there and i'm just ready Mm -hmm. for it to blow up speaking of what did you think about character chemistry this week i went with a five uh mainly because of moody and pearl Mm -hmm. they're so cute Mm -hmm. and then um Mia and Izzy had a little more screen time, mm-hmm. a little more interaction this episode, which I liked because we kind of got a glimpse of that the first episode. But you can kind of see how similar they are with, you know, she walked into her room and found like her art and she sees like that she's getting bullied and she gave her the advice and everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I like the dynamic between them. And then I also wrote down, you know, about Mia and Elena actually had some connection this week. Definitely. It was nice to see them sit down and have a conversation that wasn't like awkward and abrupt um i also gave character chemistry a five like i said that tension between mia and elena was i really felt that moody and pearl love them i agree like with everything you said i gave character chemistry a five right and um i know it's hard to like dive deep into multiple characters and like keep it still like interesting but i kind of i want to learn more about the other siblings Mm -hmm. because it's mainly just about like Izzy and Moody and Pearl but I'd be interested to get more in depth with the other two I think we might see a little bit more of the other siblings because we kind of saw that Pearl is in the same math class as the older brother now they had a little bit of an interaction Mm -hmm. so that might go somewhere and then we also saw the other sister I the girl's trying to get into college we got like a little of that yeah and she picked up oh, it looks like she's gonna steal her note i forgot about that i wonder what that's gonna be about she gonna try to pretend like she got held back in the math class because of the color of her skin like what is gonna happen here like yeah i don't know what what her goal there is i don't know but i'm sure we're gonna find out so yeah um what about interesting slash bingeability I did a four. I think I also gave it a four last time, but this definitely, like like you said, without the fire aspect, it was a little less like, oh, I want to watch it. It was a little more slowed down this week. 
I agree 100%. That's literally what I have in my notes as I gave it a four and then I wrote fire question mark with a sad face. (laughs) Just like a little something, you know, like I'm not saying we have to have a flashback every week, but like, I don't know, something that would have maybe given us a hint, like Mm -hmm. who might have done it. Like, you know, last week when Izzy set her hair on fire, that was like a, oh, that's, that might lead us to a clue later you know like i just i needed something something about the fire or something that we in our heads and as the audience might think oh that might be about the fire you know i just needed something i mean i guess like mia starting to work in the house that could be something because it's something new and it had to do with the house Mm -hmm. that's true that's true gotta read between the lines i suppose what about emotional appeal i did a four okay Slightly above average. Okay. But nothing nothing too emotional. Gotcha. I was looking at the four, and I ended up going with the 4.5 okay. because of that scene with um, Mia and Elena with the apple. I thought that was a mm-hmm. nice monologue. And then also um, I laughed a little bit when she was trying to, like, look at her vagina <laughs> when she was drunk. Oh, uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny. I'm a big big fan of the vagina monologue, so the fact that they were talking about that, um, it was kind of cool from my perspective to like know the exact monologues they were talking about because I've I've done the vagina monologues before in college, so it was really cool to hear that. And uh, some of those stories are very sad, but mm-hmm. um, I really liked when Mia kind of like stepped in and stood up for Elena. I thought that was cool too. So yeah, I don't know if that's exactly what Elena actually meant. <laughs> I think. You know, she kind of just helped her out there. Not at all. She was saving her ass for sure. Yeah. I hope she joins the book club. That would be an interesting. Mm-hmm. Another interesting dynamic and, you know, how that's going to work. Originality? Originality, I gave a three. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, average. There was nothing, I don't think, different between this episode and last episode. Um... We didn't even get the little bit of the flashback aspect. I mean, I guess we did, but... We got a we got a third timeline in there now. Yes, we do have a third timeline. But, I don't know, I'm... One of uh, my professors in college, I was, you know, a TV major. Uh, one of my professors in college always said that, like, if you have to put, like, you know, a, t- a title slate with, like, the time and the date... It's like a it's like a cop out. It's like a cheat, you know. So anytime I see that like a show has to do that or a movie has to do that, I don't know. I feel like it's a cop out. I think they're like I love when we watch How to Get Away with Murder and they don't tell you what time, you know, whether you're in a flashback or a flash forward, you just know. You know what I mean? That to me is like Yeah, that's in- I never thought about that. I don't know. I think there's a way to tell it without the slate. Is it helpful for some shows? Is it easier for some shows? Sure. I mean, if they didn't have a slate and I went back and watched, I thought there was a 10-year time jump, so yeah. maybe it is a little helpful. <laughs> it is It is helpful for some of us. Yes, I agree. But anyway, I went with a three. I, uh, I went with a four. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. I is, still think is that what a... you went with last week? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, overall... Overall, four out of five. Very good. I also gave it a four. 
I thought, again, I'm still interested. I just thought it, it was a little bit of a slower episode, you know? Wasn't as exciting as the first one, but it was still really good, and I'm still really interested. They already hooked me with the characters and everything, so. Yeah, I think the uh, the first episode, having that hook, it'll help like people stay into it without you know having to do that every episode. Agreed. Agreed. So, Miss Engineer, audience bonus. So the audience was, it was a pretty close uh, race again, um, but oh boy, not too close, right? It's pretty close. So not tied though, right? What? Not a tie, but <laughs> oh, okay. Little Fires is going to receive two point two five points. Oh jeez, you and these decimals again. Sorry. 2.25. That gives me a 40.25. Wow. And that gives me a 39.25. Ooh, you're close. We were. A one point differential. Just that originality, I guess. So is that a 79.5? Yeah. So an 8 out of 10? 8 out of 10. Seems about right. Yeah. How does IMDb compare? IMDb gave a 7.8 out of 10. So pretty close. Yeah, that was pretty close. Very good. Shall we move on to Big Little Lies and see how it compares? We shall. I will say, comparing the two shows, you know, Reese and Reese, um... I I think I sometimes lean towards Little Fires Everywhere because it's easier to follow. I feel like it's easy, if that makes sense. Like, I can kind of, like, relax and, you know, eat while I'm watching or even, like, check my phone while I'm watching. Whereas Big Little Lies, again, there's so many characters and so much going on that sometimes I'm like, if I even look away for a second, like, I have to rewind it and see, like, wait, what did I miss? You know? Big Little Lies has a lot more depth, I think. Agreed. Agreed. And I like that they're keeping the anticipation high by, like, you know, the investigation still going on. We still don't know who was murdered. All this stuff. So, I just wanted to put that out there. I really am enjoying that about Big Little Lies. Um, I also think that this character is a better Reese Witherspoon character. Yes, the first episode they seemed very similar, but now I'm we're getting a little more of her. I think. Yeah, I like. She's funny, Madeline. Madeline better. Yeah, she is funny. She's funny. When she said "get laid, bitch," I almost <laughs> died. That was hilarious. She's always just telling people like, "Get fucked or go fuck yourself in the head or whatever." What did What did she say to the guy on the phone too? She said, um, "Get fucked in the head" or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um, I like that little bit of like comedy, you know, in the, in the middle of a mm-hmm. drama kind of breaks the tension a little bit. Um, yeah. But I was uh, pleasantly surprised with this second episode for sure. I really liked it. Shall we head to the scorecard? Yeah, we'll start with visual appeal as always. And I went with a five. I think with all the different sets they have between all the different houses and the schools and then they they keep going to like the flashes of like the beach 
And that's really interesting to me, too. Like, I want to know how the beach plays into it. I feel like it has something to do with it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Okay. Okay, some symbolism there, maybe. Yeah. Um, I gave visual appeal a four. I didn't think it was anything, um, you know, mind-blowing. So what about true to genre? I went with a five. I also went with a five this time. Very dramatic. I agree. Like I said, I think the the tension uh, was kept high because of, you know, going back and forth. And the thing is, too, even though they're getting, you know, interviewed by the police, you can tell these parents and, you know, the prin- I saw, we saw the principal get interviewed. Um, it's very gossipy the way that they're getting interviewed, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I swear I saw her, like, look at the steak knife. Like, Oh, yeah. Is that a fact or is that your made-up opinion of what happened? You know, like, I don't know. But that's the fun of it, you know? That's the drama. That's the tea, like, you know? I also, I like the drama between the parents, but then you also have, like, the mystery with the kids, too. Yes, it's like we've got two sets of, of, uh, of of drama happening, and Mm -hmm. it's like, it's tough, too, because you can, you can kind of see the disconnect, you know? Like, the kids have their own thing going on that the parents don't know about, and then when the parents find out, they try to connect with the kids, but are they going to get the truth out of the kids? We don't know. We still don't even know. We don't know if, um, Iggy... Right. No, Ziggy, Ziggy. sorry. <laughs> Izzy and Ziggy, I'm confused. <laughs> um, we don't know if Ziggy choked that girl. Mm-hmm. Apparently there was some non-consensual touch, but we didn't see it happen, so we don't know who's telling the truth there, you know? I mean, I'm sure he did non-consensually touch her, but, like, who actually anticipated, like, who antagonized it, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know what happened. Yeah, I mean, they showed, like, a little glimpse of, like, I forget Reese Witherspoon's daughter's name, but like she put the music on and I think she was trying. Chloe, I think. Huh? I think it's Chloe. Chloe. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, she put the music on and then she kind of like looked at him like, go ahead. Like she was trying to help them like become friends and like he turned and he looked at Amabella. Mm -hmm. And he like smiled and it looked like like she smiled back. Um, not that I'm saying that that's consent or anything, but right. it looked like they were kind of like friendly. Like she didn't look like scared of him or like she was shying away. Um, and then and that's my thing is like, we don't know what happened. Like, did she actually consent to it and then say that she didn't? Or did she not consent to it? You know, like we don't. Yeah, they kind of, that's where they like stopped it. Like he was getting up when the music was playing. Exactly. So I don't know. And I think if it was just you know actually a non-consensual hug or whatever then they would have just shown it like why did they cut it off you know there's some sort of mystery there right and then i think like when shailene woodley's character i need to learn their names jane um, that's jane jane yeah when she was at the school and she kind of had like the breakdown mm-hmm. out front like it kind of seemed like this isn't the first time it happened or she's had maybe trouble with him in the before or something or like she kind of like seemed like why is this happening again or maybe it's just like another problem because like if she had another problem before obviously that she moved away from it might not be related to Ziggy but just seemed like she got pushed over the edge I personally have a little bit of a prediction I think that whoever Ziggy's dad is maybe was either um, abusive or maybe he sexually assaulted her 
and now she's worried that he's gonna end up just like him Mm, that's a good prediction and you know the choking thing maybe you know could have been a misunderstanding but like hearing the non-consensual touch thing might have been a trigger for her you know like yeah that's my theory we'll see how it pans out i like that theory thank you i was into it kens i'm i've got i got theories mm-hmm. um what was that even oh true genre i gave it a five um what about likable characters i kept at a four um, I really liked Ed this episode. Mm-hmm. Got a little more out of Ed. I liked his little standoff with uh, Nathan. Nathan. He's trying to act all tough in his little biker shirts. <laughs> with his helmet and his glasses. Yeah. Um, we got to see... We didn't talk about this yet. We got to see more of Nicole Kidman and her husband. Is that um, Celeste, the abusive husband? Yes. Okay. Yes, we did get to see a little more of that uh very hard to watch very frustrating Mm -hmm. i am really afraid that they're really gonna drag this out because unfortunately people you know that do get um abused or assaulted tend to just stay with their um abusers so unfortunately i think they're gonna be together for a while so i think i'm only gonna get angrier as we watch this but yeah it's it was hard to watch and like it's crazy like the facade he puts on um like it's again kind of like a flip of the switch mm-hmm. like he's like this nice oh cool dad like he's nice to all the moms and everything but then like just i don't know if something triggers him or what and then he's just like serial killer vibes yeah yeah not a fan of him kind of um, gives me um you vibes not you, mm-hmm. you the show. <laughs> you the show. Yeah, I knew what you meant. <laughs> not me. She's not talking about me. Court is not a secret serial killer. Thank you. Appreciate that. But yeah, likable characters. I also gave it a four. I almost gave it the point five. I had it written down and then I crossed it off and went with the four. Um, but I do think that, you know, we're getting to know a lot more of the characters and I like a lot of them. Um, but yeah, I still... There are some characters that I'm not sure if we're supposed to like them or not yet. So that's why I went with the four. What about the acting? Four. I also gave it a four. I mean, we both know what we're looking for there. Yeah, I got a lot of a lot of fours remaining. Okay, okay. Uh, what about character chemistry? A four. Really? Yeah. Why? Did you go higher or lower? I gave character chemistry a five. Nice. Specifically for that Nathan and Ed scene. I was like mm. on the edge of my seat, like feeling that tension. Like I liked how, you know, they were trying to sit down and be civil and have a conversation, but you could just tell like when Nathan said something that pushed a button, it was like kind of like you said, there was a, a, a switch that flipped mm-hmm. and just like I felt the tension, you know? So. I also like that, um, like, Ed and Madeline are obviously having problems, and they've been, like, fighting about this specific topic, but Nathan brought it up, and he was defending her. Yeah, he still stood up for her. Ed's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of a, a, a breadcrumb for us. I'm not sure if you bit at it or not, but Ed 
you know, threatening to like beat him up essentially or said, oh, I wish I would have beat up the bully. Mm-hmm. It's like, is he the murderer? Is Nathan the one that's dead? A little bit of a breadcrumb there. You know, I was kind of hoping that the guy that gets, or I don't know if it's a guy, whoever gets killed is the abuser guy. Oh, of course, we all want that. But I feel like it's going to be, it's got to be with the women. But maybe all three women team up and they, they kill him. I'm nervous it might be a kid. Yeah, that gets killed? Yeah, maybe not on purpose. That'd be a, uh, I almost said a fun plot twist, but that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> maybe she is a little serial killer. No, 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 no. Fun wasn't the word I meant. No, 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 no. Um, no, but like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe that's the plot twist. It's like, we fi- maybe we find out who did it first. And we don't assume that they're going to kill one of the kids. And then we find out it was like a, I was aiming for you. Wasn't that like parent night though or something? Even more of a plot twist. The kids weren't supposed to be there. Listen, I've got the predictions. Okay. Just what if the whole thing is just like Ziggy kills one of the kids? (gasps) No. Oh my God. I hope he doesn't stop. I love him. He's got the serial killer gene like Betty Cooper. Oh my gosh, if Ziggy ends up like actually have, you know, having done all of these bad things and is a bad person, acting will shoot up to a five because that kid is like so cute and so innocent. He is cute. I think he's the kid that plays like young Sheldon, isn't he? Yes, I knew he looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Good call. Anyway, what about interesting slash bingeability? I am still interested. Um, I wish they gave us a little bit more with like the murder i kind of want to know something Mm -hmm. i know you know that's the point you got to tease us but uh, i went with a four okay i went with a 4.5 um i think like you said the only thing really that prevented the five for me was like i don't know i wanted a little bit of like i guess like satisfaction at the end of that episode like that maybe oh we're a little bit closer you know but maybe it's a little too early for that it's only episode two Mm mm-hmm so what about emotional appeal? You could have guessed it a four. I went with a 4.5. Wow. I know. I was, uh, I don't know. I was really feeling it. I laughed a, a bunch of times with, uh, you know, Madeline and her, mm-hmm. <laughs> her little outbursts. Um, you know, I felt angry, obviously, with um, Celeste and her abusive-ass, controlling-ass husband. Um, I felt for Jane, you know, when she was overwhelmed and breaking down. So there was a lot of emotions there this week, or sorry, this episode. So Yeah, I definitely, I probably could have scored it higher. Um, also, her Madeline buying the Disney on Ice tickets for the same day as the birthday party was a power move. She is such a freaking savage. Petty. Savage. <laughs> I love it. Love to see it. I am so ready for the drama that's going to continue to ensue. So excited. What about originality? I held at a four. Okay. It kind of had like the same like format and everything. And obviously the same plot line. Nothing new kind of came up. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Yeah. Um, I went with the three. Just average. Mm-hmm. You know, I do still enjoy the back and forth. But like I said, I kind of wanted a little bit of a something, you know, like more than just the interview, you know, like give me a little bit of a flashback or, you know, so. Right. 
I don't know. What about overall? As expected, I went with a four. Wow, how did I know? I don't know. Did you go with a 4.5? I went with a 4.5. How did you know? Hey, so boring. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought it was a really good episode. It was really enticing. Hooked me in. Little room for improvement, but pretty good. All right. So if you could have guessed the audience, again, like I said, it was close. Um, Big Little Eyes gets a 2.75 out of the five audience bonus points. That leaves my total with the audience bonus of 40.75. Oh my God, math. Wow, your scores were very close. (laughs) My scores were the same. Your last score says 40.25. But yeah, with the audience bonus, but without the audience bonus, mine were exactly the same. Gotcha. Wow. You tied them again? I tied, yeah. Well, last week I didn't tie. Last time I had big little lies ahead. And you kind of had little fires. Okay. You okay there? Yeah, sorry. It's, I have, you know. What you have to do is add two. I have. Oh, you have decimals. I have decimals. So, you know how I am with decimals. I'm a little confused. Okay. So, I got a 41.25. Okay. So, 41.25, if I add your score to that. Looks like an 82. Yep, 82 flat. And IMDb gave episode two an 8.2 out of 10. So we got that oh exact. Oh my goodness. We need a prize. I know. We should get a prize when we match IMDb. We should do something special. I don't know. <laughs> we need a sponsorship from IMDb. That's what we need. Yeah. So an 82 out of 100. Which means it sounds like Big Little Lies is moving on. Big Little Lies is moving on. I will definitely now binge Little Fires Everywhere and finish it so we can find out what happened with that fire. Oh my gosh. Where are the Little Fires? Everywhere, right? But anyway, um, we're going to head over to our recap in just a few moments here. But first, we're going to play a little game. It's been a minute since we played a game, Kent. It has been a hot minute, but I'm ready to get back into it. I love games. Yeah, me too. So we're going to play a game we like to call Alternate Televerse. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you for the sound effects, Mackenzie. I will keep that instead of adding one. Thank you. I'll make sure to trademark that sound. Yes, absolutely. Um, this is a, a fun little game that uh, we came up with. Would you like to explain it? Sure. Uh, so using my Excel random generator that I created. Also trademarked. Yes. We are going to generate two shows that we have both watched. And we're kind of going to walk through like what a crossover would look like between the two shows. So any character interactions or how they would interact. We don't really know. We're just going to with it yeah it's a very um improved game it's yes. not like a, a black and white yes or no type game mm-hmm. it's more just to create fun discussion you know maybe come up with some dream crossover ideas some cool alternate universes in the television world start some discussions yep let's do it all right our first generation is big little lies and 
Ooh. Oh, Madeline would cheat in the process. Oh, Madeline would totally cheat. She absolutely would. Actually, I think that Madeline would be part of the the rich people. What is it called? Yeah, like she'd already be there. She'd already be there. She'd be helping run the games. Interesting. That's a good theory. Like her and Ezekiel side by side. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's the tea. Um, I don't think we would even have anyone in Big Little Lies that would be old enough to be going through the process. No. Like they would all either already be there or not. Mm-hmm. The offshore would consist of, you know, yes. Madeline and Celeste and Renata, you know, and all their drama, all their, you know, rich people drama. The offshore is this school that they have. Exactly, exactly. But what there's the interesting about the offshore is there's, or I guess there is kids, because I guess then they, I was like, oh, it's just 20 and over, <laughs> but I guess they have kids. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask is like, do they have kids there? I guess they do. Hmm. So yeah, that would be, I don't know if that crossover would work, but it would certainly be interesting. I don't know if it would work either, but I think we had a good take on it. Yeah. What do you got for us next, Kens? Ooh, next up we have The Wilds and Grey's Anatomy. The Wilds and Grey's Anatomy. Well, this is... All right, well, first thing, plane crash. Yeah. They both had plane crashes at the same island. Okay. Okay. You know, and they're running, Derek, Derek, and, you know... But one of the girls, uh, what's some of the girls' names in the show? Dot found Christina's shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Meredith is uh, out of it, but can't seem to not focus on trying to save Jeanette. Mm. Yeah. I know Avery wasn't on the original plane crash, but uh, Avery is obsessed with shelby's teeth and trying to fix her teeth more permanently <laughs> yeah that's good or mark sloan i guess mark sloan i was gonna say jackson will do it pro bono <laughs> yes jackson will do it pro bono he'll hand over his card yeah. to the islanders <laughs> that would actually be an interesting crossover i was thinking more like i guess this wouldn't really be a crossover but I was thinking more like, you know how Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy kind of go into one another. So I was mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, obviously the girls survived the plane crash and end up at Grey Sloan Memorial and they're in the hospital getting treated. And, yeah, that makes sense. You know, Meredith and them are hearing about all the drama that happened between the girls. And Meredith is trying to get this place shut down for what they did to them. Like mm-hmm. Meredith's going to go to bat for the for these girls. Bailey's just going to tell her to stay out of it. Yes, mm-hmm. and Meredith's going to have some awesome dramatic monologue. Mm-hmm. No, these girls deserve better. Yeah, I like that. Are women just going to let other women put each other down and tear each other apart? And Link's going to help the athlete, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so that she could play basketball again for sure. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together. This is a great, this is a dream crossover. Yeah, I like this one. I like this, yeah. We'll uh we'll call ABC and uh, we'll set it up. We'll see if we can make it work. All right. Mm-hmm. Got time for one more? Yeah, let's do one more. 
Ooh, Riverdale and Cruel Summer. Ooh, okay. We've got characters that are about the same age, so this this definitely could be good. Mm-hmm. Feeling like Kate Wallace and Betty Cooper get it on. Yeah, they would definitely get along. I feel like they'd be good friends. So I actually, I I said Kate and Betty would get it on, not get along. I thought you said get along. <laughs> now I'm feeling like Kate and Betty. Stop. I'm going to have dreams about that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Betty's not gay. You don't know that. That's true. Well, I guess we're writing our own show here, so why not? Yeah. I'm down for that. Or like, if we're making up our own show, can we throw Veronica in too? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Mallory could go with uh, Tony or Cheryl. I don't know which one. Mm. Probably Cheryl. Probably Cheryl. And I feel like... Uh, Kevin and Fangs don't make it through their their stuff. Aww. And uh, maybe Kevin and um, Vince have a little fling. No, I'd prefer Fangs and Vince. Fangs and Vince. That's a possibility. Maybe their end game, but I feel like Kevin, because of whatever he's going through, cheats on Fangs with him. Ooh. With Vince. Vince obviously not knowing. But then what about Ben? Well, Ben's pissed at Vince anyway. Mm-hmm. There's some drama there between the between the gays. Mm-hmm. I can feel it. I can feel it. Okay. How, what do you see with Jeanette's interaction with everybody? Well, Jughead has an intuition that Je- it's been Jeanette all along, but nobody believes him. So he goes down a rabbit hole? He's writing a story about it. Hmm. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's his next book because, you know, he's struggling to write a book. He's writing a book about a girl that was taken and a girl saw her through the window and denied it. This is his book. Maybe maybe this is his book. Like Cruel Summer is his book mm-hmm. when he's on all the drugs and it's based off of loosely like each of the characters in Cruel Summer is based off of a Riverdale character, mm-hmm. like his friends. Mm-hmm. So I feel like Kate Wallace is Veronica. Veronica for sure. Betty's Jeanette. Betty's. It's think? her with her serial killer gene activated. Yeah, that's like in Jughead's mind because of like you know the trauma of the cheating and the breakup and a little bit of the drugs. That's his perception of her, and he still sees her as the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And Jamie is Archie. Jamie is Archie for sure. Kevin's Vince. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, who's the creepy teacher? Maybe the Black Hood? Maybe there's some sort of metaphor there that I just am not intelligent enough to think of. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Yeah. I like this. Because that would make sense why uh, Jeanette, a.k.a. Betty Cooper, would be so, you know? Mm-hmm. This is good. Yeah. Now we got to call free Freeform and... The CW. Yeah. I'm going to write this episode and send it to him with a copyright stamp. I kind of dig it. I feel like they have like the same vibes. Absolutely. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. We'll have to ask some of our followers on Twitter, you know, maybe which crossover do you think would be the best? That sounds like a poll question. Mm-hmm. But moving on, uh, let's go to our round one recap. For our new listeners or anyone that just maybe has a bad memory like me and needs to know 
what's happening before we move into round two. We're going to go over the outcomes of round one. We're going to discuss the individual leaderboards as well as our combined leaderboards and all kinds of other statistics brought to you by our team stats expert, yours truly, Mackenzie. I've got all the stats. I, hey, I know you do. I'm ready. Uh, I'm sure you're over there crunching numbers, so I've got a notepad and a pen so I can hopefully try to keep up. Okay. All right. We'll see. Before we uh, get into all the math, let's first remind everyone who's moving on and who is not. Yes, that is a good idea. Let's start with our fallen victors. A moment of silence. Our fallen victors, so those that participated in round one but did not make it through. Lowest score to highest score, so essentially, you know, here's our last place. Community. Next up, The Witcher, Outlander, The Good Place, Tell Me Your Secrets, Everything's Gonna Be Okay, Good Trouble, Mighty Ducks, Altered Carbon, Who Killed Sarah, Queen's Gambit, and Little Fires Everywhere. Those are the Fallen. so sad for the fallen i'm a little surprised at some of them um i mean community witcher and outlander being at the bottom is not surprising i'm a little surprised witcher got more points than community but that visual appeal score i'm sure really helped let me ask you this if you had a lifeline and could save one of these shows which one would you save i'm torn between two. Mm. I'm sad to see little fires everywhere go. Oh, obviously, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd be interested to watch another episode, although pinning it up against Big Little Lies again would just be another difficult week. Um, so I'm between that and uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> I was really rooting for the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> what about you? For me, it's kind of between... Um... Queen's Gambit and Who Killed Sarah. I was, I'm like, third place would go to Who Killed Sarah because I was very interested to see more of Who Killed Sarah. I just still can't get over Queen's Gambit when she took all those pills. <laughs> it's just like, to me, I just want to know, like, obviously she didn't die, but it's like crazy. Kenzie needs to know how it ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to say, like, some of the scores for the shows eliminated were a lot higher than some of the shows that stayed in just because of who they were up against. You know, it's interesting because we put one show against another, you know? Mm-hmm. Hit me with, like, if all of the scores were combined, what would the top three be and what would the bottom three be? Okay. So just our regular... So you kind of just want to know what the leaderboard is? <laughs> well, no, the leaderboard is of the shows moving on. I'm talking about all the shows, just the scores. Okay, well... Including The Fallen. Well, the top three would still be the top three. Oh, okay. Would the bottom three change? Yes. So the bottom three um, of the eliminated are Outlander, The Witcher, and Community. 
if we include one that's been in there, it would be Community, Schitt's Creek, and The Witcher. Wow. Interesting. So we went from um, 24 shows to 12 shows. If we would have just taken the top 12 based on the scores, four of the eliminated shows would have stayed in. Okay. And that would have been Little Fires Everywhere, Queen's Gambit, Who Killed Sarah, and Altered Carbon. Interesting. And which four shows then wouldn't have made it? It would have been uh, Schitt's Creek Schitt's for Creek. sure. Good Girls. Oh, no. You. Mm. And, and Big Shot. Oh, okay. Okay. That's interesting. These are some interesting statistics, Mackenzie. Mm-hmm. So can we talk about the leaderboard then? Yeah. You want to, um, I'll... I guess I'll just tell you where we stand after round one. I'll go top of the leaderboard. Yeah. All right. Our number one ranked show at 86 points was Bridgerton. Mm. At a close 85 was 3%. Wow. Very different shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all kind of different. Um, third place right now, Love, Victor. At 83 points. Okay. Then we have a tie at 82 points. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and episode one of Big Little Lies. Episode two of Big Little Lies got 81. So Interesting. Oh, I apologize. It was episode two that had 82 and episode one that had 81. Gotta get these numbers right here, Kent. I'm sorry. (laughs) Confusing the listeners. Then we have the Hardy Boys at 81. Okay. Ginny and Georgia at 80. I think um, all the 80 and above, those are going to be the ones to beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's falling at the at the bottom of, of who's left? Uh, so the bottom is Schitt's Creek. And Good Girls, You, Big Shot, and The Wilds. Those are the remaining. Okay, so those are the shows that really need to step it up for the next episode. Yeah. For those of you that are following along, um, Bridgerton, 3%, Love, Victor, um, high chances of uh, of moving on. Are any of those shows up against each other next week? Or next round, I mean? Actually, in round two, we have Bridgerton versus 3%. Oh, so the number one contender and the number two contender going up against each other. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Also, another interest, interesting matchup is going to be Love, Victor versus The Wilds. I think that could be a close one. That could be a close one. Looks like uh, Love, Victor has a little bit of an advantage based on our first episode, how we felt about the first episode, but every episode is different. Mm-hmm. It could all change. That is very true. Do you have individual leaderboards for us? Yes. Would you like to know, like, your top three? Yes. What were my top three, Mackenzie? So you actually had a tie for number one between Bridgerton and Altered Carbon. R.I.P. Altered Carbon. And then one point off, you had 3%. Hmm. So your, um, two of your top three are our top three. Very good. What about your leaderboard? I guess, you know, maybe, I guess you're pulling all the weight here because my top three are not in the top three. Okay. 
My top three are Big Little Lies, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and Queen's Gambit. Mm, R.I.P. Queen's Gambit. I think yeah. that goes to show the type of shows that we're both into, you know? Oh, yeah, because your top three are sci-fi. <laughs> they just really got me hooked. I don't know. They were they were good sci-fi shows. I was excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was new and exciting for me. Definitely. Um, and to no surprise, your bottom three were Outlander, Schitt's Creek, and Community. Which is interesting because I feel like comedy is like one of my favorite genres and both of our comedies are at the bottom yeah actually for me i only have one comedy in my bottom three i have Shit's creek the good place and the witcher in my bottom three wow interesting statistics do you have any other numbers for us yes i do do you want to know which shows we had like the farthest score apart Yes. So this is how different we are. So actually two shows, The Good Place and Good Girls, we were nine points apart. You mean my score and your score? Yes. Okay. So you're talking about like point differential between what I score to show and what you score to show. Exactly. Okay. You did not explain that well. (laughs) I know. You scored both of those shows nine points higher than I did. Wow. The Good Place and Good Girls, you said? Yeah. Wow, I was generous. Especially with The Good Place. Very generous. And our average scores, your average score is a 35.2. Okay. And mine is a 34.5. So I guess I am the hardest judge. You're the Simon Cowell. (laughs) You are the head binger in charge, after all. I am the apprentice. All right, well... I'll leave my stats there. Very good. If anyone is uh, interested in hearing more stats, maybe you could post more of them on Twitter or uh, Instagram for people to follow along. Maybe some of your your math, STEM, engineering friends would enjoy those numbers. Maybe. You're going to kill me, but I do have another question to pose. All right. Hit me. Just... We, we put up this question on Instagram and Twitter about, you know, altered carbon. And if you could put your mind, your stack into any body, whose body would you want to put it into? We got a lot of interesting feedback. We got uh, The Rock, Julia Roberts, mm. Zoe Deschanel, and Sophie Turner. Mm. And you, Court, you replied with Zac Efron and... The people want to know, which Zac Efron? Are we talking high school musical Zac Efron? Are we talking Ted Bundy Zac Efron? What are we talking here? I think we're talking Neighbors Zac Efron. Neighbors? Okay. I think that's when he was in his prime. All right. A high school musical Zac Efron is like, you know, I have a special place in my heart for him. But also that was before he could sing. You know, I want the bars too, you know. What about like 17 again, Zac Efron? Oof. <laughs> Don't get me started on 17 again, Zac Efron. But neighbor Zac Efron, I think, is a little more buff. Yeah. And that's what I'm going for. I've always wanted to know what it feels like to be able to do, like, 40 push-ups without feeling like your arms are going to fall off. Here's my only thing. Like, it's a that's a high-maintenance body. You're going to have to keep that up. It's not just going to stay there. No, you're right. But that's, I mean, 
if you already have it, I feel like it's easier to maintain. Like I wake up in the morning, I do 40 push-ups, I eat a protein shake and I move on, you know? Like mm. if I already have, like, do I have stamina? Like, can I run for a mile in the morning? I would do that if I had the stamina. Would you? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm also rich, so I probably, you know, have to, uh, have to be careful of... Uh, my privacy so maybe i won't go for a run i'll be on the treadmill okay all right watching uh watching big little lies <laughs> eating my pancakes all right well thank you for answering the question you're welcome you're very welcome so that's all we've got for round one of the binger games and you know what body courtney's going into in the future so watch out if you see zach efron 250 years from now it's probably courtney carr correct it, uh, it's time to move on to round two, officially. Finally. I'm very excited to go back and watch the next episode of a lot of these shows. It looks like um, our next episode, our matchup will be Ginny and Georgia versus you and Schitt's Creek versus the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I am super excited to watch episode two. Just to keep you all informed, we will be watching two episodes of Schitt's Creek so we can compare the same amount of content to The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yes, we are going to try to keep it fair here on the Binger Games. Yeah, we, we're really trying to. Um, as always, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. So uh, make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media. We're at HeadBingersPod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So follow us and vote to play along yes please keep voting please keep playing and most importantly keep on binging <laughs>